Think Again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio. 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to Think Again, presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organisation that has been dedicated to social change for over 20 years. I am Jacques Boulet. And I'm Jennifer Burrell. And we are your hosts today. In this programme we try to unpick the ways we think and talk about our world. We challenge listeners and conversation partners to think again and explore alternative ways of thinking and of organising ourselves as a society, as communities and in our private lives. In the first few programmes we have been floating a few foundational ideas and will continue to do so, but we will also enter into more specific issues as we move on. Last week we talked about the managerialism as ideology and how the logic of the factory has taken over our organisations and public institutions. Within the ideology of managerialism, we're all becoming and being reduced to human resources or to customers buying resources, all serving the purpose of corporate profit and, of course, also somehow serving our needs. We've become the subjects and objects of our managerialist masters for what feels like purely commercial ends. This now happens even in the not-for-profit sector and schools and hospitals. We're really talking about managerialist dimension of capitalism, as that is the system we're inhabiting. This week, we're going to talk about surveillance capitalism. How has it come to pass that corporations, enabled by digital technology, can now spy on us in the most intimate areas of our lives and use or sell on this aggregated information for commercial profit? How can this happen without our knowledge? How can it happen without any real consent? How have we sleepwalked into this, or haven't we even contributed to this, thanks to our enthusiasm in adopting holus bolus to social media and other IT gadgets? First, let's look at what's happening. We get the term surveillance capitalism from Shoshana Zuboff's book, The Age of Surveillance Capitalism. It has an even more interesting subtitle, The Fight for a human future at the new frontier of power. So there. Within surveillance capitalism, human experience, behaviour, thoughts and relationships become free raw data that are translated into behavioural data. Some of these data are used to improve a product or service, but the rest is ultimately pulled apart and reanalyzed and used to make projections and predictions about our likely future behaviour, our likely shopping intentions, or our suitability for different programs and services. That predictive information is sold on to corporations to make profit out of what we thought was our private information, innocently made available in feedback responses or just by using Google, Facebook, Twitter, etc. 
The Consumer Policy Resource Centre, based in Melbourne, has done some research on this. In their report, A Day in the Life of Data, they list the types of data that can be collected. This includes personal information, technology use, location, online behaviour, visits to stores and buildings, and transactions we engage in. Alarmingly, it also includes conversations in the home, logged by a home assistant, biometric information, such as stress levels and sleep patterns, and other sensitive information about our health, our education, our employment or lack of it, and our recreational and holiday habits. Profit-driven companies wanting to increase that profit now spy on us and, and our use of our routine and intimate life experiences and behaviour. This can include our thoughts, our wishes, our desires, our dislikes of public or other figures, the figures we follow and so on. It includes what we thought was only inside of us from our inner worlds. Mm. Increasingly, capitalism's machine demands ever more predictive behaviour about us, such as our voices, personalities and emotions. This is not just to sell stuff to us, but to manipulate us and to make decisions about including or excluding us in things like insurance, other merchandise, gambling adventures and so on. Tim Wu explains this beautifully in another recent book called The Attention Merchants. He says they, that means those companies, harvest our time and attention and sell these data to business entities who then use them to make us hungry and desiring their products. It leads to the manipulation of our desires by creating desires we even didn't know we had. It leads to the exploitation of our relationships and relational needs and emotions. Probably a little bit like the Tupperware parties where we invited our aunts and uncles to, to then flog stuff off. Hmm. This is done with the sole purpose of increasing their profit rates. Ultimately, in one infamous example, Target in the US used customer profiling data to infer that customers were pregnant. When a teenager was sent marketing materials about pregnancy and related issues, her family found out she was pregnant before she'd even told them. While today we mainly focus on the economic side of this surveillance, that means on capitalism, it is important to mention that the thirst for information about intentions has spread well into the political sphere as well. Remember Brexit and the election of Trump? Not to mention the various misrepresentations leading up to the recent result in our federal election. They used the very same tricks. In this case, including the creation of fear if the other party would come to power. This is why I like David Lyon's definition of surveillance. He calls it, Surveillance means the operations and experiences of gathering and analysing personal data for influence, entitlement and management. So we'll put in another one. Cannot buy my soul by Archie Roach. For 200 years we've been beaten down too long on the door My dignity I'm losing here Mentally I'm on There's a system here that nails us And we're left out in the cold 
Oh, they took our life and liberty, friends, but they could not buy our soul. Joe Hill died, Jacob Vara fought, Pamela Wally lay down dead. If a person speaks out critically here, they could get loaded down with lead. How long can the majority wait for their story to unfold? Oh, they took their life and liberty, friends, but they could not buy their soul. But the clever man spoke precisely. Humanity said was done. The greed for greed could not proceed if our struggles to be won. For humanity is more important here than a constant quest for gold. Ah, you may take life and liberty, friends, but you cannot buy our soul. Donkey up through that gate. He could see quite clearly he was gonna meet his fate. And the powers that be could see that he could not be born or so. Ah, they took his life and lived their friends, but they could not buy his soul. Yeah, they took his life and lived their friends, but they I got the red-eyed unemployed workers desperation blues. Why does a wealthy country like Australia allow its unemployed workers to struggle in poverty without trying to create jobs? You may well ask. Unemployed Workers Fight Back is the Australian Unemployed Workers Union program, part of the sewer program on every second Friday of the month, 5.30pm on 3CR Community Radio. Our social security system is being defunded, privatised and dismantled, and the poor and vulnerable are being criminalised and trampled upon. The Australian Unemployed Workers Union is focused on helping unemployed and underemployed workers deal effectively with the job agencies, empowering them to fight back for their rights. Remember, unemployed workers fight back every second Friday of the month at 5.30pm on 3CR Community Radio. You're listening to Jennifer and Jacques on Think Again, 3CR 855 AM, on your dial, 3CR Digital, and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. And apologies for that little hiccup just before. We are still very much beginners here. Today we're talking about digital surveillance and how information about every aspect of our lives and experience is being collected and aggregated into data to a large degree exploited for corporate and political gain or profit. Shoshana Zuboff calls the information gathered about us through digital surveillance 
behavioural surplus. When Google first started out, it used the information collected through people's Google searches and other searches based on Google algorithms, presumably to improve the searching experience. When Google was still thought of as fun and part of the democratising of knowledge and information. Then, in a major shift, it realised it could make good profit from the information it collected about other people and that was not directly required for searching the internet and increasing people power. This was a big shift. Other data companies like Facebook and Microsoft have taken the same path. These surveillance capitalists have become extremely wealthy in selling prediction products made up of data about our lives and wishes and circumstances to other companies. And some of the capitalists creating the physical and electronic infrastructure to offer, collect and access all that information, they have become rather uber-wealthy as well. We're talking here about Apple, Microsoft and their, my, mm. their main owners, mistakenly referred to as mere stakeholders. By the way, stakeholders is yet another word that we should be rather critical of. It looks as if Apple, with all of our help, now is worth well over $1 trillion. Can you imagine that stakeholding power and compare it with the stakeholders like the person, we, you, I, holding an iPad or a mobile phone with the goods? But as Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg would have it, it's all about connectivity and building a global community of people. Mm. So just as one example, from 2000 to 2004... Google increased its revenue by 3,590%. You can hardly imagine it. So they increased their revenue by 3,590% with the discovery of behavioural surplus. This mammoth profit increase was from the harvesting of information about people, information that was harvested and not freely given for this purpose. And again, um, quoting Zuboff, who we obviously both love, as Zuboff puts it, predictions about behaviour are Google's products and they are sold to its actual customers, but not to us. We are the means to other people's ends. Personally, I would describe it as stealing, like someone who takes your wallet while you're distracted and looking the other way, but magnified a few billion times. While full profiles of people can be created by drawing data from all their interactions using digital technology, terms of service agreements which we have to sign are mostly meaningless. People click their agreement in order to use the service and no one would have the time to read all the contracts, usually in fine print, and you tick the box or two. They are excessively long and complex and are actually designed to discourage their reading. The same can be said for privacy policies. In 2008, research by two Carnegie Mellon University professors found that a reasonable reading of all policies we have to agree with as customers or consumers in one year would require an average of 76 full working days. Wow. That is close to a third of a normal full-time working year. I can only say mm. happy reading. <laughs> And onto that fact 
that we know from a wide variety of strong research that media use, especially mobile phone use, is addictive, makes us feel more lonely in general, is individualising and has many more socially negative effects. In spite of Mr Zuckerberg's claims of increasing connections between people, we can confidently say that in the hands of the data collectors, we are the willing victims. Green Left Weekly Radio. It's the people's voice committed to human and civil rights, environmental sustainability, democracy and equality. There is one newspaper that is independent of powerful interests and that's Green Left Weekly. It presents ideas mainstream media won't. It exposes the lies and distortions of the power brokers and helps us to better understand the world around us. It's the leading source of local, national and international news analysis and discussion and debate to strengthen the anti-capitalist movements. Tune in every Friday morning at 8am on 3CR. You are listening to Jennifer and Jag on Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR Digital, and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about surveillance capitalism and how all digital information roads lead to corporate profit. We could list all the specific and individual harms caused by surveillance capitalism, and there are many, but really it all boils boils down to one big harm. In the political economy of capitalism, and that really includes the system we call democratic or Western, and those we call authoritarian or non-Western, mega-corporations use the information from their spying on us to not only market products to us, but to actually manipulate our behaviour towards their commercial ends. As we mentioned before, the predictive behavioural information is also used to include us in accessing goods, services, such as insurance and other goods and products, or to exclude us from those. This all happens without any transparency at all in relation to the algorithms algorithms they use to discriminate, Mm. to produce fake information, to exploit possibly vulnerable minds, to fill the emotional void created by capitalism. This is all done overwhelmingly without any real consent. What a devastating con. Mm. So using digital surveillance, knowledge and power is amplified for corporations. The companies that buy our data acquire knowledge and power over us as well for marketing, manipulation, inclusion and exclusion. In contrast, we know little about their operations. The knowledge is all one way and the power is one way. We know little about their operations, how we're being spied on and what's being done with our information and who it is being shared, I'm doing air quotes, shared with. The power and agency is all on the side of those with the slyly gathered knowledge. But we would like to expose the appropriation of the word share by these surveillance capitalists as it is truly Orwellian. While they tell us that while they tell us that they share our data, this is merely a smokescreen for stealing without true permission for others to make mega profits out of that which is ours and not theirs for the taking. 
This is set to become even scarier if moves for banks to share our credit data are passed, ostensibly for our benefit, and if technology companies are allowed to replace banks as avenues for finance. And those banks themselves have gone quite in disrepute very mm. recently, as we know. Yep. As we mentioned before, also governments and political entities are involved in the scam, apart from their own surveillance systems, which have multiplied dramatically, ever since the state added terrorism to their great arsenal of reasons to use surveillance. Just look at the increase in cameras everywhere, at the increase in police powers and investigative powers of the federal police here in Australia. A few recent events should still be in everyone's memories, we think. And internationally, just think of all the things governments now seem to be allowed to do because of the suspicion of terrorism. Of course, usually terrorism of the non-Western and non-white kind. Mm. Yes, and listeners might remember the role that the major social media corporations played in the data delivery to Cambridge Analytica. This was active in the Brexit and Trump elections and swung the referendum and election results in the well-known directions. And do we need to remind listeners to the, of their heroic feat realised by our Prime Minister in Osaka having the G20 agree to sternly talk to the five or so big data scammers to not allow terrorist content being produced on their platforms. The surveillance work of states and political parties using the same data being carefully avoided, of course. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.